what's up it's your girl golden um here with the lace up ah, it's been such a minute um i know it's been a while but i'm back i'll say it's been like a month um if you don't know um i recently got braces so i was adjusting to the new normal and trying to understand how to communicate effectively <laughs> efficiently with my my new braces but nonetheless, let's go, let's lace up, and let's get into the topics for the day. Um, so much has happened since uh, we last got together. So let's go ahead and jump into it. First things first, I have to talk about Tua and what happened a couple of weeks ago. I know we're going back, but the conversation needs to happen because I haven't heard too many people talk about it, but I think it's important. So week 10 in NFL, um, November 15th, the Dolphins faced off against the Chargers and they, they won the game. So that made the Dolphins have a five-game win streak, right? And I think that's three since Tua um, has start having the starting. So after the game, uh, excited. I'm sure everyone's just amazed at what's going on with him. And he had an interview with uh, Pro Football Talk, and they were just talking to him how it's going. And Tua kind of made a statement that wasn't really received by too well, I would say, by the, the NFL, or should I say his, his colleagues <laughs> or his teammates. So he basically said that, hey, I expected it to be a lot harder, you know, not that it's not hard, but I expected the NFL to be harder. I mean, and it was only a matter of time that that took on a life of itself. You know, media got a hold to it and it's just headlines, headlines. Tua expected the NFL to be a lot harder. And I can help but imagine how that impacted the game that took place week 12. So let's fast forward. That happened. That comment happened. It's week 12. The Dolphins take on um, the Denver Broncos. And in that game, Tua got sacked six times. Six. Not only that, but he was benched. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, the person who lost his starting role to, had to finish a game. Well, technically, it didn't end well for the Dolphins, and they lost, ending their five-game win streak and the Denver Broncos winning. And one could only think that since that comment was made, everyone in the NFL, all the OGs, all the players are like, you know what? Nah. Easy? Let's lace up. Let's show him how it really goes down in the NFL. Like, yeah, you went to Alabama, but this is different. This is the NFL. This isn't a game. And I can help but think that along with probably him having to, you know, come in and clean up his statement, um, that it had an impact on him on his performance. Not only that, but like I looked at um the Denver Broncos and the guys of the six sacks. I was thinking if it was veterans to try to say, okay, you know what? The veterans were trying to show him a lesson or teach him something. But no, maybe it was just his his former, um, his college teammates. I mean, I saw guys from Ohio State, FSU, Clemson. I was like, oh, really, Tua? Maybe we get some payback, you know, and just, and just went in. It wasn't a good game overall, but I just think he 
never should have said that. Um, even though he made me feel uncomfortable and it came out the wrong way, I'm sure, you know, he said it. He said, you know, that was taken out of context. That's not what I meant. You you just can't say that. You know, you are just getting to the, to the NFL. You still have a lot to learn. So much to learn. Even though you're feeling comfortable, like, just keep it to yourself. Because the moment you come out, you say that, please, best believe, better be able to back it up moving forward every every game. And, I mean, in the NFL, you never know. That's why we play every Sunday. It's any given Sunday. It's week to week. You never know. Um, and, you know, some people said, oh, you know, he's a humble, humble football player. We doubt he meant anything by it, but it's just something that you, you can't say. Like, just wait. At least get a full year under your belt. And then to kind of go into that. But um, he said it. He said, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I probably thought I was taking out of context because I said so much after that. But, you know, the damage was already done. But just be careful moving forward. And uh, we'll see what happened. If we fast forward to Sweet 13, um, I believe the Dolphins played the Jets. Yes. And uh, the Jets won. Uh, Tua didn't play. Um, something is his thumb. Uh, is it is is he sprung? There's something with his thumb, so he's not playing. And we'll just see what happens moving from here. But I think he learned a lesson on what not to say as being a rookie in the NFL because the guys will definitely uh, make you eat your words, so to say. But we'll see what happens. But that's how I feel about Tua on that take. I am really excited about the next topic we're going to discuss and I'm going to I'm going to take my time with it. Uh, I don't want my excitement to overcome this moment cuz it's pretty incredible. It's pretty amazing. Um let me start with just just think you, right? If you want something so bad with anything in life, and let's say in this particular case, a job, um, a you know, career, a position, whatever. And you knew you could do it. You had the experience, you had the knowledge, you had everything that was required or to even be considered for this particular uh, position. However, you couldn't get it because of your gender or for whatever, for whatever reason. And that's been the case for many women in the industry. And I'm so happy to say today that we are, we have been seeing it along the way, but finally something that I've been talking about for so long um, if you've gone to the website, laceupgolden.com, you will see me speaking about this very topic about, you know, what would make an equal playing field or what would an equal playing field look like. And I mentioned when women get opportunities to be female GMs and owners and presidents and coaches and refs. Then we'll start to see some change. And then we'll see it level out to an equal playing field. And today, I want to say today, I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, I'm excited. So please forgive me. But the Miami Marlins did this on November the 13th. They hired, you ready for this? 
If you don't know, get ready. They hired Kim Ang to be the first female general manager in a major league baseball um, team. Like this is the first time in history, not only in major league baseball, but across all major professional sports organizations in North America. Just take a minute. A female GM in Major League Baseball. First and foremost, congratulations to Kim. It's incredible. And this is what we're talking about when it comes to just seeing more women hold these positions because we feel that we have so much to contribute, so much to offer. And it just doesn't get any better than Kim. Um, she's been in the industry for for years. Her experience, I mean, I don't even know. I'm sure there are other women that have, you know, experience as well, but hers is pretty, a pretty um extensive experience in the industry of Major League Baseball, over 30 years of experience. Um, I know at the age of 21, she started her career as an intern with the Chicago White Sox. Um, At 29, she became the youngest GM in Major League Baseball working with the, um, the Yankees. So you see the connect there, Marlins, Jeter, Yankees, right? Um, And then in 2001, she joined the Dodgers as the vice president and assistant GM in, um, in, in, like I said, in 2001. And then she left there to serve as senior vice president of baseball operations for Major League Baseball in 2011. So as you can see, the experience is there. But one can always ask, like, why didn't she get these opportunities before? Now, just to take it back a little bit, it's not that she didn't try. Um, prior to her being um, hired by the by the Marlins, it's very known that she applied for many, many, many positions before this came to fruition for her. But, you know, one can only assume that she didn't get it because she was a woman. However, again, it's a new day. <laughs> and hopefully we see more, more of it. And I do recall, you know, since Jeter... Um, came on board, he said that, I want it to be diverse. I want us to have that on my watch now that I am with the Marlins. I That's what I want to see. And I'm just amazed at how fast it's happening. Um, he didn't waste any time. Um, here we are today, we're talking about it, that she's, um, that she is, she's a GM. But just amazing. I just I'm hoping that this is the start of um, something new. Um, you see the articles, you know, they the, the headlines they say Kim Ang finally finally lands, and that just lets you know she's been trying for years and years to 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 do this because she just knew she could. But again, just didn't know, uh, you know, what was possible considering that. She's a woman in a male-dominated industry. Um, she said it, it, you know, in her interviews. Of course, she's had several since um, her being hired. But she said it's been it's been a hard situation. But she just, you know, kept trying because she knew um, she could do it. 
and she was the woman for the job. Uh, she said, "Is you know, being a woman in baseball it is 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 difficult, but it's gotten better along the way. But we still have a long way to go, and we do. Um, I said that as well. If you if you check it out, like we're seeing change, but we still have a long way to go. But amazing, amazing moment. Um, history is made, and again, hopefully, it's just the beginning. Congrats to Kim. Hopefully, I, I get a chance to lace up with her. Oh gosh, I would love to talk to her. Can you imagine?" And I know, like again, I'm excited. I'm, I'm talking, talking, talking about this, but just trying for something for like over a decade. You know, she's been in the conversation for a GM jobs for more than a decade. She's had been on several, I think maybe five interviews, and it just happened. So would love to, just would love to lace up. But um, this is a great day for sports in general and for women in sports. And another name we're going to hear a lot about, and it's only the beginning for um, this young lady, is Sarah Fuller. Sarah, this weekend, uh, laced up and was the kicker for Vanderbilt, making her the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game. And she was also named this um, SEC um, Special Teams Player of the Week. Another incredible moment for women in sports. Um, if you haven't heard about this, uh, basically she auditioned to be the kicker after many of the kicking specialists for Vanderbilt had to quarantine due to COVID-19 protocols. So in other words, the guys basically tested positive of some sort and they weren't unable to play. So, you know, Vandy wanted to move forward with the game and Sarah auditioned. And here we are today talking about her being the first woman to, to lace up and, um, and be a part of such an incredible moment. I do know she wasn't able to kick a field goal. I was waiting for that. But she did um, have a kick um, starting off uh, starting off the game. And it's just incredible. This is, again, getting the respect that we can do it too and be a, and make a difference um, in the in the game. So I know that Coach Mason said he would love to have her part of the team as long as she wants to be there. Not sure where that's going to go now that, um, unfortunately, Coach Mason was fired after the loss, being that they didn't even score um, against Missouri. But, well, that's another conversation. But just ama amazing time for women um, in, in the sports industry where a woman can lace up and join the guys on the field and make an impact. A few other things to mention that we did not get into today, but just to give you some some thought, uh, NBA, right? The uh, bubble was a success, and the season for the season 2020-21 is scheduled to start um, December 22nd. So just look out for information coming from that. Um, I know a lot of teams are trying to figure out how to get fans back in the arena. Some teams have come out and said they're starting the season without fans. Some haven't. However, the preseason is scheduled to start uh, December the 11th. I know the schedule dropped for the Heat that their first preseason game is December the 14th. Also, the, there was an NBA draft. 
happy about that because though the the kids were able to see their dreams come to fruition, you know, all their hard work, um, four years in college or however many years they did, um, and then just a complete halt due to COVID. COVID took so much from us when it comes to March Madness. That is like the biggest thing, the tournament we all look forward to is March Madness. And it wasn't able to take place because of COVID. Um, So we don't have NCAA champion. And that's usually when everybody starts watching all the players and the players come to the forefront and everyone's watching to see Who's going to be the rising star? What team's going to compete and go from there? But we we missed that entire process. However, they were still able to have a draft. So um, won't go into details on that, but check it out when you get a chance to see who went where. Um, it was it was a really awesome night. And did you really think I could have this conversation and not mention the University of Florida? <laughs> Go Gators. I got to talk about the Gators for just two seconds, if you don't mind, because yes, our quarterback Kyle Trask is in the Heisman watch people. Yes. He's mentioned in the top three with Mac Jones from Alabama and um, the other kid from BYU, Zach Wilson. So uh, Trask, he is doing his thing for another season, six and one start. He's passed for like 254 yards. He's ranked fifth in the country with 31 touchdowns, most in the nation and three interceptions. Like, come on, put, can we get a round of applause for, for Kyle, please? Uh, I will love, I would love for him to get it, of course, but, um, just keep an eye on that for the heights and watch. And then as teams try to figure out you know, the end of the season for college football teams here and there games being rescheduled, rescheduled due to COVID, but it looks like it's shaping up. We will get a playoff and the Gators will be there. That is the show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I love, it feels great being back. I appreciate all the love and support um, during the downtime of trying to get everything up and running again. But um, we're back like we never left. Remember to never be afraid to lace up and always stay golden. Follow me at Lace Up Golden on Instagram or visit me at www.laceupgolden.com. Feel free to comment on today's discussion. Drop any suggestions for next week's discussion and we'll go from there. I love to engage with everyone and just be safe. And I'm going to do what I'm going to do as in stay golden. And I suggest that you do the same. Lace up. <laughs>